What's up, everybody? Real quick, before we get into the video, um, nobody won the contest, so we're going to do the contest again. Um, and how it works, if you're new to the channel, uh, you got to pick three winners. You can pick one winner by decision. The other two have to be either knockout or submission, and you have to tell me what round. So method of victory, round, and um, you can pick one decision. So um, pretty easy, man. Not a whole lot of people participate and try to win. Uh, but what you could possibly win is one of these items. Um, got a Juliana Miller autographed UFC glove uh, with certification with it. And then I have an autographed Donald Cerrone print. If I don't knock my mic over trying to do this. And uh, I got an autographed Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, no, my camera is not that great, but you know, I have an autographed Holly Home. So you get to pick one of those items if you win. And once again, one win by decision, one winner by decision. The other two, what round and method of victory, knockout or submission. And um, what else? Yeah, man, so if uh, if any of y'all are, are new to betting or anything like that, never have any questions, man, you can definitely... Uh, message me on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and 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 uh, and talk to me about it. If you if you don't understand like the unit system and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, yeah, you could ask me and I'll and I'll fill you in on it. So um, enjoy the video, man. Thank y'all for watching. Please like and subscribe, man. It would help me out a lot. And uh, you guys have a good one, man. Enjoy the video. Here to go over UFC 292 Sterling versus O'Malley, uh, but real quick, I'm going to go over my uh, betting results for the last card. Um, had a really good night, uh, made a lot of money. Uh, as you can see here, Hadley started the night off of us, you know, for us pretty bad. Um, lost a unit there, but then I did have a three unit play on Corey Sanhagen at minus 250. And then I had a two fight parlay with Sanhagen and Phillips, which is plus 139. And, uh, that was a one unit play. And I also had, yeah, I posted all of these at least two to three days before the, before the fights. And I accidentally posted this prop parlay with my bets for UFC Vegas uh, 78, which is this weekend. But I posted this a few days before the fights. Um, Suarez not drawed under two and a half rounds. Parlayed with Sanhagen. Wins by decision. That was plus 300. And I just had a quarter unit on that. And then I had a play on Billy Quarantilo that I added uh, three or four days before the fights. Uh, that was a one-unit play at minus 179. And then I had... I actually made this. I made this parlay after Jake Hadley lost because it was starting off the starting off the night bad. It was, I was already pissed off because Hadley lost, and he made a lot of dumb decisions in that fight, you know. And uh, so I so I made this three fight parlay of Billy Quarantillo, uh, Kyler Phillips, and Corey Sanhagen, and I think I had half unit. I had like six hundred bucks on it, and uh, it paid uh, seventeen hundred and forty one dollars. So all around a very profitable night. Um, one of the better nights I've had in a while. Uh, had a lot more bets, though. Uh, usually I don't even get into the props very much, but I did on that one. And uh, 
So what I do, guys, is if you're not familiar with the channel, um, I go through and I give out my pick for each of the fights, and then at the end of the video, I give out all my bets for the card. And uh, if you if you're not interested in watching my videos, um, you can see all my stuff on uh, my Instagram and my TikTok. They're both high kick underscore fight picks, and um, I also have a Facebook group. It's high kick fight picks on on Facebook. It's easy to find. And uh, please like and subscribe, man. It really helped me out a lot. And uh, what else? Uh, no winner of the contest yet, so we'll be redoing that again. And uh, yeah, man, there's only only ten fights on this card, man, which is kind of kind of a letdown. And then we lost one of the better fights on this card. I just found out that we lost the Jeff Neal versus uh, Ian Gary fight, and uh, they added this uh, Kurt Hollabaugh versus Austin Hubbard the um, the finals for the for the uh, Ultimate Fighter show. Um, which is crazy because I guess I don't know they they, they I just watched the episode where Kurt Hollabaugh fought last night so um, yeah jumping in pretty quick on this but so I just saw that they added this man and I didn't have time to do all the stat research and stuff like that like I normally do but I've been watching the show I've known both of these guys very familiar with their career and uh, yeah I know everything about these guys so <laughs> let's get into the card man uh, Kurt Hollabaugh is thirty six years old. He's 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He is 19-7, and seven, and we don't have odds up for this uh, yet. As far as I know, I couldn't find any. And, uh, you know, Kurt Hollibaugh, man, very underrated, man. He looked great in, in the fight against Jason Knight that, that uh, just happened the other day. And uh, he was really just straight down the middle, just laying that dude up with punches, man, and beating the shit out of him. Um, you know, Knight was trying to do a little bit back, but Kurt was clearly landing the cleaner shots, straight shots right down the middle, man. It was very impressive. And I mean, that was the best he's looked, you know, on the show. And if we take a look at his record, you know, he's, he's got seven wins by knockout, nine by submission. Um, he's only been submitted one time, only been knocked out one time. And it's crazy that, you know, he, he never did win a fight in the UFC, you know, looking that good against, you know, other UFC veterans. But then you look at the guys that he's fought, you know, and, uh, you know, Tiago Moises, Shane Burgos, Ronnie Barcelos back. That was back when Ronnie was really on a hot streak. And uh, there's a no contest to uh, Nate Bassett, but I don't remember. Oh, that was on Dana White's Contender Series. Sorry. It says he has four. Oh, he had a shot way back in the day in 2013 in the UFC, and it was a unanimous decision loss to uh, Steven Seiler. So... Yeah, he never did get a win in the UFC, which is crazy considering how good he looked against Jason Knight, you know. Um, I was really impressed, man. I think he I think he really does deserve this shot, you know, back in the UFC. And uh, he's taking on Austin Hubbard. He is 31 years old, uh, 5'10 with a 71-inch reach. Uh is going to have a 2-inch reach advantage. Um, Hubbard is 15-6. and six. And let's take a look at uh, some of the stats on him. So he's got uh he's got four wins by knockout, three by submission, mostly mostly decision wins. He was three and four in the UFC, and um, you know he's gone out and gotten a couple of couple of decent wins, you know, since being cut from the UFC. But it's kind of crazy that they cut him. You know he he lost a fight to Vince Pichel, but before that he had won a fight against Dakota Bush, and he was just kind of like on a you know um you know, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss thing. I I don't think he deserved to be cut, you know, with only being on a one fight losing streak at that time. So it's kind of crazy that they cut him. And uh, he's very impressive too, man. I think, I think he might be the more well-rounded of the two of these guys. And um, 
as far as submissions and wrestling and stuff like that. But I did like the, um, I did like, you know, the striking out of Hollabaugh. I mean, it was very impressive. Jason Knight's a really tough guy, and for him to go out there and finish him like he did, you know, um, I think he may, may have really turned a corner in his career, man. And uh, I don't know what the lines are going to look like on this. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be going with, with Hubbard. But I actually like Hollabaugh here, man. I like what I saw out of him. Um, I think if Hubbard's going to get the win, he might want to look to use the grappling and get the takedowns uh, and try to get a submission. But, um, you yeah, know, Hollabaugh looked unstoppable, man, in, in that fight. So uh seems like he's really on the ball now and uh, really turned a corner. And I'm going to take him to win. I'm going to take him to win by, let's see, has Hubbard ever been finished as far as knocked out? He's never been knocked out. He's been submitted twice. Um, I'll take Hollabaugh to win by decision. And uh, next up, we got Andrea Lee taking on Natalia Silva. You know, this is one of those cards, man, where it's, um, you know, it's a whole, there's a whole lot of favorites, you know, on this card, man. You know, um, I think the only dog that I was going to pick on this card was Jeff Neal against Ian Gary. And uh, I wasn't super confident in that either, but I think that might have been the only dog on this card unless, you know, Hollaball winds up being a dog. A lot of big favorites on this card, and they're justifiably so, man, and just kind of kind of try to fi find ways to make money out of it, you know? Um, Andrea Lee is 34 years old, 5'6", with a 69.5-inch reach. She is 13-7 and 7 and 5-5 five and five in the UFC, and she's a plus 275 underdog. And I'm sure these lines have moved a lot, you know, um, since I was doing my notes a few days ago all the way up until, you know, yesterday. Um, she's coming off a fight with Macy Barber that she arguably could have won. Um, her, less, her wrestling did look improved greatly in that fight. Uh, three wins by knockout, five by submission on her record. She's been around quite a while now, man. She's had some good wins, some bad losses. Um, she has a Muay Thai background. Uh, pretty good jiu-jitsu, man. Fights well in the clinch, throws good uppercuts. Uh, she's going to be the bigger girl here for sure. Um, she's going to have a four-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. I don't think that's anything that Natalia Silva is not used to. Um, you know, Lee is very good with her with her body lock takedowns and her trips, which I think she could she could possibly have success with in this fight if she can if she can pull them off. Um, Natalia Silva's takedown defense has held up so far, though. Um, you know, Lee has fought the way tougher competition out of these two. Uh, this could definitely be a closer fight than the odds are suggesting. Uh, Lee looked pretty good in her last fight, taking on Macy Barber, who's on a tear right now. And, um, you know, Lee scrambles back up to her feet very well when she does get taken down. Um, I'm not saying that she's the more skilled fighter here, but she is a veteran, and, you know, she knows how to capitalize on her opponent's mistakes if they do make them. And uh, she's taking on Natalia Silva. She is 26 years old, um, 5'4", with a 65-inch reach. She is 15-5-1 and 3-0 and in the UFC. And she's a minus 325 favorite. And she's looked amazing, man. And, you know, her last two wins coming by way of knockout. You know, not the best of competition, really, but very impressive nonetheless. She's looked unstoppable. Um, I think her most impressive win was her debut fight over Jasmine Jadzavisius. Um, yeah, Jasmine's gone on to do good things. So that is an impressive win in hindsight. Um, five wins by knockout, seven by submission on her record. Uh, she has very well-rounded, great takedown defense, dangerous on the feet, wide variety of strikes, good Muay Thai, um, throws lots of volume, great calf kicks, um, side kicks, and, and, and her left high kick is, is really fast, and uh, throws good spin kicks, um, pretty much everything you could think of as far as kicks go, honestly. 
she has a, she's going to have a major speed advantage in this fight. Really nice combinations, really nice footwork. I can't say enough good things about her, man. And, and we're going to see how she's going to do against a little bit, you know, higher level competition, uh, you know, more, uh, a, a hardened UFC veteran, if you will. Um, I'm going to be picking Silva to get the win. Uh, you know, the price sucks and, and Andrea Lee is extremely tough. So I'm going to take Silva to win by, uh, I don't think Lee's going to get knocked out in this fight, but I do think that, uh, Silva will get the win by submission. Uh, maybe Silva will hurt her and, and, and land a good shot and then jump on a submission. And I'm going to say round two. Next up, we got Marina Moroz taking on Kareem Silva. Uh, Marina Moroz is uh, 31 years old, 5'7", with a 67-inch reach. She's 11-4 and 6-4 and and in the UFC, and she's a plus-135 underdog. Uh, she has one win by knockout, six by submission. Uh, she has a boxing base, but she's primarily, primarily been known for her submissions you know, in, in her MMA career. Um, she does have a win over Maria, Mary, uh, Myra Bueno Silva, sorry, um, which is really impressive. Uh, Silva's probably about to fight for a title. Um, Moroz is a good grappler, very good at transitioning to the back. Uh, fights very well in the clinch. You know she, um, you know she lost she lost her last fight to Jennifer Maya, but I don't. There's no shame in that. You know Jennifer has been at the top of the division for a long time. Um, I do like Moroz's boxing and the movement she uses. I like how she sets up the head shots off the body shots. Uh, throws a lot of straight, a lot of straight shots to the body. Uh, which is very effective, you know, and more fighters should invest in, in you know, go into the body. Uh, she actually coaches for the uh, Olympic team in boxing and, and uh, for Ukraine. So, obviously, she knows what she's doing with the hands. Um, the only the only problem here is that, really, she's taken on, you know, my new favorite female fighter and Kareen Silva here, and Kareen is on a tear right now. And um, looking forward to this, man. This is going to be a, a Kareen Silva's... Uh, toughest opponents, you know, yet. So, uh, Kareem Silva is 29 years old, 5'5", five, five with a 67-inch reach. They have the same reach, 16-4 um, and 2-0 and and oh in the UFC, and she's a minus-155 favorite. All of her wins have been by finish, 8 by knockout, 8 by submission. She's dangerous everywhere the fight goes. Um, her jitsu is perfect. You know, the way she barely had to put any pressure on that leg in her last fight just to just pop the knee out of the socket, you know, um, it's pretty crazy and and. Really impressive, man, that she won that way. And uh, she's the bigger, stronger fighter here for sure. You know, she has great chokes, darces, and guillotines. Um, great striking. I didn't realize this before, man, but um, these two have actually fought before, man. And, and Moroz actually did win by submission. Uh, but that was way back when Kareem Silva was 5-1, uh, you know, a pretty long time ago, years ago. And uh, it makes sense that that's why the line is, is really good on her right now. Since, since Moroz won before, you know, people are kind of, kind of iffy about putting a big price on, on silver or paying a big price or there's money coming in on Moreau's. Um, you know, she's, she's improved a lot since, since back then. Uh, nice Muay Thai, you know, uses her jab very well. Um, throws a lot of front kicks up the middle. Her overhand right is very powerful. Uh, maybe I'm biased, man, but, uh, cause I'm a big, you know, Silva fan, but, uh, this will be no easy fight for her. No doubt about that. But, you know, I had to uh, I had to pick Silva here to get the win, and I had to jump on that line, man. And uh, I believe it was a two unit play that I put on it. I'll have to I'll have to check. Um, uh, but I am picking her to win. I'm going to pick her to win by knockout. Moroz has never been submitted, so and Silva's finished all of her opponents. So I'm a, she, you got to go with a finish. So I'm going to say she wins by knockout. And uh, most of her wins are in. You know, maybe this one goes to the second round. 
Next up, we got Gregory Rodriguez taking on Dennis Tolulin. Uh, Gregory Rodriguez is 31 years old, uh, 6'3 with a 75-inch reach. He is 13-5 and and 4-2 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 355 favorite. And uh, I'm a big fan of Rodriguez's man. I love his fighting style. Um, I think he's a lot more skilled, you know, on the ground and with the jiu-jitsu. He's, he's really known for that, you know, but he hasn't done any of that in the UFC. And I think it's been to his downfall, but I think I'm going to repeat myself in a minute when I'm talking about this. But he has seven wins by knockout and four by submission. You know, this guy's a very high-level jiu-jitsu guy, like I said. Uh, all he's done in the UFC is knock people out, you know, and, uh, I guess he's kind of fell in love with that man. And, you know, all of his fights are wars and exciting to watch, you know, he's coming off an embarrassing loss, you know, where he had a clear advantage, you know, in the grappling and, and went out there and threw, threw punches with a, with a guy who was a knockout artist who was making his UFC debut. You know, Gregory was a big, big favorite in that spot. And, um, you know, Gregory got knocked out. So, I mean, that was crazy, um, that he made that mistake. And uh, so, you know, once again, this is the same situation here, kind of. You know, Tolulin has zero ground game whatsoever. We saw that in the uh, in the park fight. Um, we've seen that his only chance, you know, really is to knock out, you know, Rodriguez in this spot. Uh, Gregory hits very hard. He does get hit a lot. He's a big, strong guy. Um, he should definitely win this fight. You know, I honestly think he's better everywhere the fight goes. But, you know, it would be... Uh, I would be happy to see him fight smart for once, you know, rather than just go out there and, and, uh, you know, give the guy the opportunity to knock him out. You know, he's taking on Dennis Tolulin. He is 35 years old, six, one with a 77 inch reach. He's 11 and seven and one and two in the UFC. And he's a plus two eighty underdog. And he has a uh, nine wins by knockout, no wins by submission. Like I said, and, uh, he has lost by submission four times. Um, we saw in the park fight that, you know, he really had no idea what he was doing once he was on his back. You know, he was mounted and doing everything, everything but what he should have been doing, you know, to try and defend that position and try to get out of, out of mount, you know, out of being mounted. And uh, he was just kind of putting his arm straight up in the air and he was trying to just sit up on his arms, you know, and, and I don't, I just never seen anybody, at least in the UFC, do that, you know, um, uh, you know, he's a tough striker. He's he's a wild brawler. He hits very hard. He's always pushing forward. Um, you know, the the way that, that Gregory Rodriguez fights, he may give Tululin a chance, you know, if he if he comes out and brawls. Um uh, Tululin can definitely take a shot, man. If I think he only wins if Rodriguez makes a dumb decision, you know, and I'm taking Rodriguez to win. I'm taking a win by submission, because uh, surely he's not gonna make the same mistake twice in two fights in a row, you know. He needs to go out there and, and, and use his ground game, you know, put it out there, you know, <laughs> I mean, show it, show it off, man. Next up, we got Chris Weidman taking on Brad Tavares. Chris Weidman is 39 years old, 6'2", with a 78-inch reach. He is 15-6 and 11-6 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-230 underdog. And, yeah, he's coming back off that nasty leg break loss to Uriah Hall um, where he broke his leg on – you know, throwing a leg kick. Um, he hasn't fought in over two years. Um, he's got skills. He's a former champion, six wins by knockout, four by submission. Um, he does have six knockout losses though. And he is two and six in his last eight fights. So it's not looking good. Um, he has a wrestling background. He's going to have a four inch reach advantage. 
Uh, I've noticed in his last few fights, he's kind of switched to like a karate type stance on the feet. Um, you know, it's kind of late in the game for him to be making, you know, changes like that, I, I would think, but that's just me. You know, um, if he makes it work for him, he makes it work for him. But, um, you know, he has, you know, great takedowns, very good with the single legs, you know, um, great takedown defense, good Dars and Anaconda chokes. Um, he's going to focus on his wrestling, man, you know, and that's what he did in his last, you know, the last fight that he won. He really focused on his wrestling and really pushed a tough pace. Um, he has great cardio, man. He's pretty good uh, at keeping it up into the third round. Um, if he can get Tavares down, if he can have success with his wrestling, um, he could possibly win this fight. I would like to see him win this fight, you know, um, rooting for him. Uh, he's taking on Brad Tavares. He's 35 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He is 19-8 and and 14-8 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 270 favorite. And he's coming off two knockout losses in a row, man. Uh, which, you know, the last one I kind of thought maybe would maybe was kind of too quick of a stoppage. But, you know, who knows if it went on, he probably would have got hit a few more times and been out. But he's got um, he's come, he's got five wins by knockout and two by submission. Uh, most of his wins have been by decision. He's well-rounded. You know, both of these guys' last win was, um, was over... Uh, what was that guy's name? Amari Akhmedov, um, who I don't believe is in the UFC anymore. I think he went over to the PFL. Um, if Brad can keep it on the feet, you know, I think he's the better striker, you know, for sure. Um, at this point anyway, you know, Weidman in his prime would probably smoke Tavares. But, uh, and Tavares has pretty good takedown defense. I, I don't like the price at all. I think it's a pretty high price for a guy who's coming off, you know, two knockout losses in a row. Um, I do think Tavares is going to get the win here. I do kind of want to pick Weidman, but, you know, neither of these guys have looked good recently, but at least Tavares has been the more active fighter. And uh, and, and I'll take him to win by second-round knockout. Maybe he gets back on track with this fight. Next up, we got Gerald Mearshart taking on Andre Petrosky. And Gerald is 35 years old, 6'1", with a 77.5-inch reach. He is 35-16 and 10-8 and and in the UFC. He's a plus-237 underdog. Um, he has six wins by knockout, eight and 28 wins by submission. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, and obviously, you know, like I said, his bread and butters is jujitsu, and he's very good on the ground. Um, he's a very tricky fighter, man, and that's how he's gotten wins over guys that nobody thought he would, you know, he would beat. Um, he stays very active. He fought uh, just just back in April, you know, a few months ago. Um, he's very experienced. He's fought a lot of tough competition. You know, if you do if you do make a mistake, he'll capitalize on it. And he often comes out and gets his ass kicked in the first round, then takes over and gets a submission. Um, the striking has gotten better, man. He landed some good shots in the Muradov fight. Uh, he's going to have a four-and-a-half-inch reach advantage in this fight. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting matchup, you know, because both of these guys are good on the ground. Um, you know, maybe this fight will end up playing out on the feet. If You know, if Gerald wins, I think he'll probably get a sub in the third round after Andre Gass is out. But, you know, I do think that if this fight plays out on the feet, um, you know, I think, I think Petrosky might have the power advantage, but I actually think between these two, because of the tape that I've watched that, um, Mearshart might actually be more comfortable on the feet than Petrosky, uh, cause Petrosky does look a little, you know, a little uncomfortable and, and, um, nervous on the feet. Uh, Andre Petrosky is 32 years old, uh, six foot tall with a 73 inch reach. He is nine and one and four and oh in the UFC. And he's a minus 277 favorite. He's got four wins by submission, four by knockout. Um, originally, I didn't think Andre was going to do much in the UFC, man. And 
but he certainly has proved me wrong, man. He's a very good grappler, very fast and explosive, um, very powerful as well. Great guillotine choke, nice takedowns. Early on in his career in the UFC, you could really tell he was, you could really tell that he was, you know, um, he was still figuring out the striking. You know, he was throwing everything with a whole lot of power. Um, seems to have tightened it up just a little bit. Uh, switches stances a lot. And when he does land, they're heavy shots. Uh, it just seems kind of tense on the feet, you know, and uncomfortable. Um, this could be one of those classic upsets, you know, by Mearshark. But uh, I'm picking Petrosky, man. Uh, I think he's going to win a decision. Um, I really don't think these guys can submit each other, but I bet if Gerald does win, it would probably be a late third-round submission. And this is one of those classic fights where he could get that upset. But I'm going to pick Petrosky, man. Next up, we got Marlon Vera taking on Pedro Munoz. And Vera is 30 years old, 5'8", with a 70.5-inch reach. He is 22-8-1 and 14-7 and in the UFC. He's a minus-180 favorite. Uh, I think I got him of a little bit better price than that. Um, he has eight wins by knockout, ten wins by submission. You know, he's been in the UFC since 2014, and he's constantly improving. Um, you know, he actually... I think he actually he has more fights in the UFC than Pedro Munoz. Um, a lot of good wins on his record. He's going to have a five-inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, he's coming off the uh, Sandhagen fight where he just couldn't get anything going. Corey's footwork was just a little too much for him that night. Uh, you know, Vera is a very good striker. Um, doesn't throw the most volume, but what he lands is very damaging. Uh, we saw that in the Rob Font fight where, you know, Rob was outlanding Vera through the whole fight, but Vera would drop him in every round, catch him with a big shot, and just busted him up badly. Um, Rob didn't even look like the same person by the end of that fight. And uh, whether anybody believes it or not, man, I honestly think Vera could beat anybody on a good day. You know, I mean, I think he's, I think he's that good. And, uh, he usually starts, you know, pretty slow. I mean, he's, he's really good with his calf kicks, throws a lot of front kicks up the middle. Um, he does a good job at defending strikes, man. He keeps his elbows in tight, blocks well, um, switches stances a lot, you know, good from both sides. Um, he'll do a lot of work with his kicks in the first round, kind of beat up the legs and the body and slow his opponent down. And uh, he usually does go out there and lose the first round. You know, it's something he does, and I, I pref that's why I really prefer to bet him in five-round fights. Um, but he is really dangerous with his spin attacks, really good elbows from top position on the ground. Um, you know, like I said, I usually like to bet him in five-rounders, but this is going to be an exception. Uh, he's got dangerous knees. You know, he likes to use those jumping knees, very technical. Um, and he's just an all-around cool guy, man. If you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast that he was on, seems like a really cool guy. And uh, he's taking on Pedro Munoz. He is 36 years old, 5'6", with a 65-inch reach, 20-7, um, and 10-7-2 and and in the UFC, and uh, plus 155 underdog. And, you know, going, going and looking at Pedro's record, man, he's only lost to some of the best guys. You know, um, if you look at it, I think he's lost to Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, you know, went to a decision with them. Frankie Edgar went to a decision with him. Uh, which that one's not such a good look because that was toward, you know, the end of Frankie's career. Um, and he lost all Jermaine Sterling and John Dodson. All those guys are very, you know, very good fighters and, you know, guys that have been champions and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, can't fault him for that, you know. And, uh, you know, he uses lots of movement, very good boxing. Um, he's never been finished. I have to acknowledge that. Um you know, I'm kind of mad at Pedro for beating my, my buddy up, uh, Chris Gutierrez. I was really rooting for Chris in that fight. 
Um, he showed how good of a grappler he was there. You know, he kind of controlled Gris on the ground and dropped him in the first round with a big shot. Um, he has four wins by knockout, nine by submission. Um, he'll come out and have a good first round in this fight for sure. He does start very fast, and uh, he has great jiu-jitsu. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to get Vera down, though. Vera's takedown defense is pretty good. Uh, Pedro does a lot of good things, man. He's very fast with his punches. And honestly, I wouldn't hate anybody for taking a dog shot here at all. Um, but I don't think, I don't think Pedro has the footwork of Corey Sanhagen. Um, I think Vera is going to catch him with one of those kicks like he was hitting Rob Font with. Um, you know, Pedro has never been finished, but you know, this, uh, this may be a first man. I'm going to take Vera to win by a late knockout, man. Late TKO. Uh, maybe he's going to catch him with some sort of kick in the third. Next up, we got Cody Garbrandt taking on Mario, Mario Batista. And uh, so, a little background. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I made myself kind of look like an idiot, you know, the last time Cody fought because I was like, man, I'm loading up on Trevin Jones, you know. And I still stand by this because I'll talk, you know, you'll hear about it in a minute, but I still stand by, I still stand by, uh, still stand by it, but. Cody is 32 years old, 5'8", with a 65-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 13-and-5 and 8-and-5 in the UFC, and he's a plus-260 underdog. And Cody's a former champ, man. He has tons of skills, you know, very powerful, a really fast, slick striker. I mean, he has 10 wins by knockout. Uh, he's never won a fight by submission, and he's never been submitted either. So um, I know all the skills are there. He's an amazing fighter with nice footwork, explosive punches. You know, he sets them up very well. Uh, he came into the UFC and had a hot streak all the way to the title, man. And, and since then, he's been finished four times by knockout. And that's what scares me about him. You know, I honestly think his chin is compromised at this point. Um, he did squeeze out a win last time out, man. But, you know, his opponent, Trevin Jones, went out there and barely threw anything the whole fight. I think he had landed three strikes by the beginning of the third round. And uh, Cody won the first two rounds. And with a very short amount of time left in that fight, Trevin Jones actually finally started trying to get him and hit him with a punch and rocked him and hurt him. And, you know, he, he took him down, and, and Trevin decided to ground, to uh, go to the ground instead of making him get up and trying to get a knockout. So, um, And Trevin has done that in a lot of his fights as well. You know, it's a, he prefers to be a counterpuncher, and he lays back too much and doesn't do enough. And um, I'm sure he'll make his way back to the UFC. I'm sure he'll improve, you know. And, uh, and Cody can be a very tricky fighter as well. He's kind of hard to hit, so... Um, you know, Card Cody's a very good fighter. If Mario touches him, I think he'll knock him out for sure. Um, Cody is always live for a knockout, man. He has the power. He's very slick. Um, you know, I'm not saying he looked horrible. I just, I just think that if Mario touches him, you know, <laughs> uh, Mario is 30 years old, five, nine with a 69 inch reach. He is 12 and two and six and two in the UFC. He's a minus 300 favorite right now. Um, I caught him at a little bit better price than that. Um, he has three wins by knockout, six by submission. Uh, he looked amazing aside from getting caught by Trevin Jones, which is a bad loss. You know, I know we just talked about Trevin Jones, but, you know, it happens. Sometimes people get caught, man. You know, Ankaliyev got caught by Paul Craig in the triangle. Jamal Hill did too, you know. Um, the only other fight, man, that uh, that Batista's lost was to Corey Sandhagen, and that was his debut. Um, he's won four in a row now. You know, hasn't had any adversity at all in those four fights. Um, he ran right through them like there were nothing. He's an amazing wrestler with really good jiu-jitsu. Um, he's going to have a three-and-a-half-inch reach advantage in this fight, which is going to help him out a lot. Really good single and double-leg takedowns. Um, if, he gets you, if he gets you down, you know, um, you can't give your back up, man, because when you're trying to get to your feet and you give your back up, he's very good at transition to the back. He gets it every time. 
Um, he pushes a really tough pace on guys very fast from the start, man. And his punches are really fast, goes to the body a lot with his hands, nasty elbows from ground and pound. Um, you know, and, and he's going to have the advantage here, you know, in the wrestling and the grappling for sure. Maybe it could be close on the feet, but I think Mario's going to have the more power advantage in this fight. Um, I'm taking Batista to win. I think he's going to win by decision. I think he drops Cody and jumps on the neck and, and round one, he's been getting, getting finishes in the round one of every fight. So I'm rolling with that. Next up, we already got the co-main event because there's no fights on this card. That's they should they should um they should drop the price on this. I mean I know it's a good card. There's some good fights, but paying how much are they now? Eighty dollars for a pay per view, ninety dollars. Um, I'd expect fifteen, fourteen fights to be on there, man. Ten fights. That's kind of a they need a discount on that. <laughs> uh, we got Willie Zang, Zang taking on Amanda Lemos. Uh, Zang is. 34 years old, 5'4 with a 63-inch reach. She is 23-3 and and 7-2 and in the UFC, and she's a minus 300 favorite. Uh, she has 11 wins by knockout, 8 wins by submission. Um, majority of her wins are by finish. Um, she has continued to improve and look better and better each time we've seen her. You know, she's been constantly making improvements. Um, coming off two finishes in a row, man, and, and her boxing has looked amazing. Her wrestling has much improved. Uh, takedowns are way better than they used to be, and she mixes it all together very well. Um, she's got very heavy hands, you know. I mean, she's she's a more well. I think she's the more well well rounded fighter here. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, she has five round cardio for sure. She's been a lot of five rounders. Pushes a really hard pace. Um, her speed and precision, man, is is something you know really special, man. She's gotten so much better, you know, between you know the Rose fights and all that. So. Um, I think Whaley's going to wear on Lamos here with her pressure and her wrestling. And I think if she gets Lamos out of the, you know, the second round or so, you know, um, Lamos is a little bit less dangerous. And uh, Lamos is 36 years old, 5'4", with a 65-inch reach. She is 13-2-1 and and 7-2 and in the UFC, and she's a plus 270 underdog. She has eight wins by knockout and three by submission. She's very powerful. She's a finisher. Um, but there's a couple key things, man, you got to think and consider um, you know, whenever we've seen her getting taken to a split decision by Angela Hill. And I, I, along with Dana White thought that Hill won that fight, you know, for sure. No doubt about it. And, um, we've seen her submitted by Jessica Andrade really quickly, who hasn't looked good since that fight. And, you know, Lamos's first fight in the UFC, she got finished by a girl who was nine and seven at the time. So she has, she has looked great since, you know, I'm not saying anything, but you got to look at these, these things. And, um, I could tell she has improved her cardio quite a bit. Uh, we saw her get a finish in the third round last time out. Um, she has great Muay Thai, uses a lot of feints, uh, counters very well. Uh, she's going to have a two-inch reach advantage, uh, great calf kicks, power in both hands. Uh, you know, I think Whaley will be the one throwing more volume here for sure. Um, Lamos is always live for a knockout. She's very good. Uh, but I think the uh, the I think Zang's going to probably use her grappling, get some takedowns in the beginning of this fight, keep Lamos down for a few rounds before she starts working her boxing on the feet. And uh, I'm going to be taking Zane to get the win by submission round three. Or maybe four. <laughs> a late a late submission. Either way. And now we got the main event. Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, Sterling is 34 years old. 5'7 uh, with a 71-inch reach. He's 23-3 and 15-3 and and in the UFC. And he's a minus 275 favorite. That's an amazing record, man. You know, I forget sometimes how long he's been around now. And um, 
He's got three wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Um, really good wrestling and takedowns. Very good at taking the back and backpacking guys for whole rounds. Um, you know, we got to see a little bit more in his last fight, you know, an actual legit fight that was, you know, not like the Dillashaw fight where where he fought a guy with one arm and beat him, you know. And uh, there were people that scored that fight for Cejudo, but watching it back, I do agree that Sterling won that fight. Uh, he's got nice high kicks, uses a lot of side-to-side movement, uh, nice front kicks up the middle, high-level jiu-jitsu. Um, we did see Cejudo get some takedowns on Sterling, but Cejudo's a very high-level wrestler. Um, I don't think he's going to have to worry about in this fight. Sean will not be going for takedowns, won't need to take him down. Um, I expect Sterling to have to use his takedowns and do a lot of holding Sean down in this fight. Uh, Sean's never been submitted. Uh, we have seen Sterling slow down late in fights, usually when he's using a really heavy wrestling approach. So that's something to think about here, man. You know, he's going to want to keep Sean O'Malley down because Sean O'Malley's clearly the better striker. So maybe maybe Sean's chance is in the fourth or fifth round, you know. And Sean is 28 years old, 5'11", with a 72-inch reach. He is 16-1, and 8-1 in the UFC. He's a plus 215 underdog. And, uh, yeah, Sean's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. He has 10 wins by knockout and two by submission. Uh, very good kickboxer, you know, with deceptively big power. Um, you know, he's he's definitely the way better striker here. And, you know, he's, his fight's usually... Um, he fights very long. He doesn't load up on his shots a whole lot, man. And, and you wouldn't think that he would be able to lay guys out with those shots, but he does. And I used to not think he was all that great, man, early on. But, you know, I thought he was overrated or whatever. But he's definitely proved me wrong, and he's turned me into a big fan of his. And, uh, you know, his his fighting style is very fun, man. He switches stances back and forth. Very good from both sides. Uh, he's primarily a southpaw. Uh, uses good push kicks. Very good at leaning and moving in and out of the pocket. Uh, uses lots of feints, you know, with his legs and his shoulders. Um, uses his jab very well, man. He he'll jab you and pull you into the second the second shot he throws, and uh, you know he throws he'll throw and he he'll hit you with the jab, pops the jab out there, and then when he pulls it back, you know he'll step into range and throw the, throw the one two down the middle, and uh, he catches guys when they're not expecting it, you know. Um, and uh, what else? Um, I'm sure he worked hard, you know, on his takedown defense, but I'm not sure that that's going to hold up against Sterling. Um, I really do want O'Malley to win this fight. He's the kind of fighter you want to be your champion. You know, he's got the cool style. I am going to pick Sterling to win because, I mean, it's all about, I mean, I do a lot of, most of my shows about betting, so that's why I make a lot of the choices that I make. And sometimes I pick a lot of dogs just because I feel like they're, you know, a better value than, than other fighters. And uh, I do think Sterling's wrestling is going to prevail, man, but, if Sean wins, I think it'll be a late knockout, round four or five. Um, I'm going to pick Sterling to win by decision, man, but I'm going to do what I do often, man, and I'm going to have a little bit of money on Sean O'Malley at the plus money um, just because I, I want to be able to say I had money on him, you know, if he wins. And I really not, I'm not a big Sterling fan, man. I never have been. Um, just too much shady stuff around, you know, him getting the title and stuff like that or whatever. But obviously he's proved that he's a good a good fighter and, you know, worthy of being the champion, so – you know, whatever, but, uh, that's it for my picks, guys. Sorry that, uh, sorry there's only 10 fights on this card, and, uh, as far as my bets go, man, I was able to make some flyers so I could pull them up for you guys. Well, if it would go full screen, sorry. Um, so as far as bets goes, man, I gotta, I don't usually like betting, you know, the fighters at this big of a price, but I do have a, a three-unit play on Mario Batista at minus 285. Uh, I got a 
two-unit play on Kareem Silva at minus 155. Um, I got Marlon Vera at minus 175. That's a one-unit play, excuse me. And um, then I got a two-fart, uh, two-fart, two-fight parlay. <laughs> uh, two-fight parlay with uh, Batista and Natalia Silva, and that's a minus 125, and that's a one-and-a-half-unit play. I usually don't put this much money on women's fights, guys, so this might turn around to bite me. It usually does, but I am very confident in both of the Silvas. And as far as uh, parlays go, I got got these here, man. Keep them up for a minute so you guys can get a good look at them. Uh, the top line is both the Silvas, uh, Natalia Silva, Kareem Silva, Batista, Vera, and Rodriguez. That's plus 450. Um, little, I put a little bit more on that one than I usually do. You know, normally I usually just go like 150, you know, most, usually about 50 bucks on each of these. Um a little bit more on that one because I'm pretty confident in it, the plus 450. Um, and then uh, then I made the same one, and I add Zhang and Petrosky. That's plus 831, and that's just a, a $100 on that. And then uh, took the same, took that and then added Sterling and Tavares to it. That's plus 1612 at 50 bucks on that. And then at, originally I had Neil on there as well, and uh, that was a plus 4,044. I'll be replacing Neil with Kurt Hollibaugh. Um, to fill that in for you. And, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate all you guys. Please like and subscribe, man. And um, what else? What else? What else? What else? I guess that's it, man. This time I've got <laughs> nothing else for you, man. I uh, really appreciate you guys. Thank you for your time, and thank you for caring, you know, about what I have to say. Um, yeah, man, y'all have a good, good one, man. I appreciate y'all.